May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You maybe showed up today because you saw on Facebook that Gavin was going to be preaching a sermon uh, called Love Hurts. Like, I really want to hear that sermon. Uh, But I was pulling into an ice cream shop about 7 o'clock last night and got a phone call from Gavin. And when the curate calls you on Saturday night, it's usually not a good thing. Uh, He wasn't feeling too well. And so um, he was on vacation last week, and, you know, you get the crud. It's fall, right? Well, kind of. It's 100 degrees. But it's September, and it's crud season. And so keep him in your prayers. Uh, And we'll see where this goes today. Uh, Also, uh, Phyllis is preaching uh, in South Fort Worth at Paulus Church, so if you feel unfulfilled after you hear my sermon, you could go catch hers on YouTube and and maybe actually hear something that makes sense. No, but as I was thinking about, I also wasn't in here last week. I don't know what you preached about because I was in Children's Chapel, and so the gospel continues um, there, and so I was trying to think about last week and the gospel and this week and the gospel, but then I also remembered this would be a perfect opportunity for our new seminarian. If you notice there was someone new in the procession, this is Tony back here. Tony, wave to everybody. Tony is um, Tony's a seminarian. He's in graduate school seeking ordination. And I think I've told this story in here before, but just to let you know, you got off free today. There was a time when I was in seminary and I was serving at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Virginia, and I'd been there about a year, and Meredith was my supervisor. She was the associate there. As the gospel is being read, she leans over to me. I wasn't supposed to preach. She leans over to me and says, Alan, you're preaching today. It's like, yeah, I, take, I took a Bible class by that point. I was like, we can, we can handle this. So I had a little bit more than a couple minutes preparation uh, today. But, but if you've heard me preach uh, more than once or twice, Uh, you know I preach God's love uh, above everything else. And so um, I think our readings today get us into that. We're going to talk about it next week as well. right? This week and next week, is they're going to be connected. right? And you'll see up here, rooted in faith, growing in love. This is a theme that you've heard talked about some this summer. You're going to hear it a lot more in the fall and into next year. This is going to be kind of our theme for what we're doing as a body of Christ here at St. Martin's. Because we are rooted in faith, we're rooted in tradition, we're rooted in the gifts that have been given to us, but we're growing in love. We're extending out in love. We're reaching out to the world around us in love. And it kind of starts with, with what we read today. Right, if you remember uh, last week, uh, Peter has this moment where he confesses, Jesus, you are the Son of God, right? And Jesus is like, you get an A plus, and your name's now Peter, and on you, on your rock, I will build my church. It's this great moment. Peter's built up. Peter is praised for recognizing Jesus as Lord. And then what happens today? Peter goes back to thinking, not of divine things, but of human things. Because immediately after this episode, right, Jesus is recognized as Lord. He's like, yes, the disciples get it, so now I can start to tell them what's about to happen. Right, Jesus gets his hopes up, right? The disciples, they're not very bright. And so he's like looking for the moment. They never get it, they never get it, they never get it. Last week, they get it. 
And so he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get beaten. I'm going to get hung on a cross. They don't get it. Peter stands up and says, uh, no, that's not going to happen because we are going to go in there. We're going to take down the Romans. We're going to reclaim authority and you are going to be on the throne. It's essentially what Peter says. And Jesus, who just said, just, like we have seven days between these readings last week and this week. It's a matter of moments. Jesus had just said, Peter, you are the rock on you. I will build my church. And now he says, get behind me, Satan. Talk about a change in direction. Peter was so close. The disciples almost had it. And then Jesus told them what it really looks like to follow him. And they went back to their old way of thinking. They went back to the old way of, this is what power looks like. This is what control looks like. This is what winning looks like. And Jesus says, no, you're wrong. Get behind me, Satan. And he goes on to talk about those who want to follow me will lose their life. Take up your cross and follow me. We hear that today, and like people talk about their crosses to bear, and we kind of generalize suffering for suffering's sake. That's not at all what Jesus was getting at. Jesus was talking about a specific thing. When Jesus is saying, take up your cross, He's reminding the disciples of the countless times they saw criminals walking through the streets of Rome carrying their cross on their way to die. This isn't some, oh, you might have to wake up early and go to church. This isn't some, oh, it's going to be hard to do this. No, Jesus is saying, you are going to die. You are going to lose your life the way you knew it. You are going to risk everything. And that's what it means to be a disciple. Sounds easy, right? Is this what we all signed up for? When you wake up to, to drive down Pearson Lane and come in here and hear beautiful music, pray ancient prayers, hear a really uplifting message, you're going to die. Is that what we signed up for? Because that's what love looks like. Paul, in his letter, this week, he outlines what love really is. He starts by saying, let love be genuine. That word genuine, it's actually a negative version of hypocritical. If you look back at the Greek, it doesn't actually mean genuine. It says, don't let love be fake. It has this notion of putting on a mask. It's an acting term. Don't let love be a mask you wear. Don't let love be an air you put on. Don't let love be a facade. Let love be genuine. You know, right, we're, we're good Episcopalians. We talk about God's love and we love everyone. It's really easy for us to talk about that. Right, and, and Paul, in the first part of his letter that we read today, he talks about that easy love. He's like, you know, share everything with the saints. Love your community, right? We love each other in here. It's really easy. But then Paul makes that turn. And he says it's not just the people we like. Paul goes on to say, bless those who persecute you. Pray 
for your enemies. Now, this isn't some notion of everyone is just generally a good person, and so we're just all going to get along. This isn't some trite hallmark sentiment, right? Paul goes on to say Jesus is very clear. Evil is real. That's one thing we as Christians can't avoid. Evil is real. But when we witness evil, Vengeance isn't open to us as Christians. Getting even isn't open to us as Christians. Love is our response in the face of evil. Love is our response in the face of conflict. Love is our response to everything. So when folks do things that we think is crazy, when folks do things that we don't understand, when folks do things that seem evil, our response is love. Everything else is left up to God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Handing out punishment is above our pay grade. We are responsible to love. In Paul's letter that we'll read next week, he gets into some more details about what this looks like, and we'll talk about it again. Frankly, every time I stand up here and preach, we talk about it in some form. Because the world tries to tell us it looks one way. The world tries to tell us that we can take sides and we can hold up with the people we agree with. The world tries to tell us that they, whoever they are, aren't to be dealt with kindly. That's not available to us as Christians. Because when we seek revenge, when we seek to get even, when we seek power and control, we keep evil in circulation. We are called to love, period. We are called to love. Amen.